And I would also like now to introduce our, our speaker for today, a woman who has been a strong community member, a woman of vision. Please welcome Reverend Connie Neeson. Good morning. So you've got me because we have a whole crew out in Brazil at Abajania visiting John of God. They've been there for a week and it's actually springtime in Brazil. November showers bring the flowers. So they're getting rained on but they're also being present to some beautiful flowers. They all arrived safely. They're doing well and they're having a good time in Brazil. So um, I'll be on the platform again next week. We'll see Reverend Patrick in, uh, in two weeks' time again. So today we have a very special service for you. The people at the first one said they found it quite inspiring. And uh, I did too. So, <laughs> and you'll find out why. <laughs> and I'm going to invite one of our guests, Saskia Brumwell-Blessing, to join me on the platform and do our opening prayer. So I invite you to close your eyes if you feel called, plant your feet on the ground, become centered, take a deep breath, and know with me the divine presence, the one spirit, God, life, and love that flows through each and every one of us each and every breath, each and every experience, each and every word. Know that spirit flows through you and me at all times. And that there is this beautiful life that we are creating for ourselves. And that we trust in the universe that we live with unconditional love, that we live with grace, that we live in peace. Know with me that we are grateful for everything that we have accomplished, for everything that we have, for the peace that surrounds us. I am grateful for each and every one of you for this service, for this community, for the beautiful light that is within all of us. I am grateful for the words that have been said, and I release them into the universe, knowing that they are so in the mind of the one, and together we say, and so it is. Thank you, Saskia. When I first came to this center, it wasn't in this building, and it had a different name. It was the Center for Self-Awareness. It then became the Center for Spiritual Awareness, and now it's the Center for Spiritual Living. The teaching never changed, the message never changed, but uh, some of the outer looks did. At that time, we had programs for youth that uh, children could attend while their parents were listening to the talk, but there was no teen group at that time. And over the, I, I was with the center for a number of years, and then I left and did some other exploration, as some of us do, and joined another center, because another center opened in, in the city also. 
And then I came back here from the early 2000s, and there was a teen group. Something happened while I was gone. Some brilliant individuals, adults, felt really called to support the youth in our community and to create a teen group for them. That group has evolved over time. And I came back and um, I think I've, I've been involved with youth on, on both of my journeys in, into the center um, with youth of all ages from the four-year-olds up to the teens when they're ready to, to graduate and move into, into life as adults. And I realized that when I came into this teaching that I was carrying around a lot of um, messages that maybe weren't very healthy or true about being a parent and raising children. And I realized as I came into this teaching that what I really needed to do for myself was to reparent myself and to replace some of those old messages with something new that would work better because voila, I was a parent and I was in the thick of it by then. One of the books that really helped me out to help me get some clarity around the kind of parent I wanted to be and what I wanted to sort of lead the way with my children was uh, a book written by Wayne Dyer back a long time ago called What Do You Really Want for Your Children? He had 10 points that he expounded upon in his book. And those 10 points are, he said, what we really want for our children is for them to value themselves, to be risk takers, to be self-reliant, to be free from stress and anxiety, to have peaceful lives, to celebrate the present moments, to experience a lifetime of wellness, to be creative, to fulfill their higher needs, like their need for truth and beauty and aesthetic appreciation, goodness and spiritual awakening, and most of all, to feel a sense of purpose in their life. I read that and I thought, wow, that's a great list. This is a great book. It was very helpful and, and inspiring. But I also looked at that list and I said, you know, I want that for my children, but darn it all, I want it for me too. And as a minister, I want it for all of you as well. And so what has happened with our teen group over the years is that it has come and it has evolved. And where it was the adults and the practitioners and the ministers and and whatnot that really took the lead and did the planning and the organizing, our teen group has evolved over time so that the youth now are stepping more and more into leadership roles. And so today, we're going to have a conversation with, some, with two people who have really stepped in in a big way as leaders with our teens. Uh, and I would like to invite them up to this stage now, Saskia Brumwell-Blessing and Randy Guthrie, to come up and join me in a conversation. There you go. And here they are. So um, just to begin with, maybe you could, uh, you know, tell everybody a little bit about yourselves, um, what's going on in, in your life right now, and talk about the leadership role that, um, that you have held or taken on with uh, Centers for Spiritual Living in a very big way. I'm Saskia, as she just mentioned, and um, right now I just graduated high school in June, so this is my year off to learn and grow and be on my own and try to become an adult. You know, see how it goes. Um, 
I'm currently an ambassador of the youth leadership team. I was just voted in in July at our youth summer camp. Um, the ambassador role is really just a voice for the teens. Um, we're out there on social networks, so Facebook and Twitter and Instagram, and sort of being like, hey, look what's going on, teens. Like, camp is not just in California in the summer or winter camp once in the winter. It's all around you. Um, yeah, that's kind of my job. My name is Randy. I'm uh, 21 years old, and I'm in my third year of university. I was an ambassador on the first year of the first team of the International Teen Leadership Team. It's a mouthful of words. <laughs> and then uh, for two years, I was a global youth messenger. Now, a global youth messenger is the, the face of the teens to the adult community, uh, representing them in a larger way. Uh, we are more visible during the leadership conferences, the um, more supportive role of the, the team, just making sure everything is running smoothly. <sighs> And so that's two of the roles that, that uh, youth fulfill in, in leadership, but there's one other role. Can one of you talk about the other role that, uh, that uh, are, is filled by teens at a leadership level? So the other position is called the uh, Teen Experience Coordinators. They are um, the people on the stage at summer camps. They're telling the teens what to do, uh, where they need to be, and um, how the week is going to progress. They're up there all day, every day, just um, making the week um, go smoothly. And they're also at Asilomar, they're at the conferences, they're just making uh, teens experience, teen experience, altogether a better um, and more enjoyable time. Uh, the teen experience coordinators have often just sort of been a co-director up there on the stage role for in the past, but this year they're taking on a few more things. They're um, creating a webinar, so an online seminar um, where Teens or adults can go, and it's kind of like an online workshop kind of thing. So another way to reach out and help you realize that camp is all around. It's very exciting to see uh, so many ways for youth to participate at such a high level in our bigger organization of Centers for Spiritual Living. Can, can you talk about the, the bigger vision that, um, that the youth leadership has for youth within Centers for Spiritual Living? Because so much is happening, and I know that they've really set big intentions and whatnot. Can you talk about sort of some of the, the vision and the things that are being planned for in the future? Uh, well, there's a lot of things going on right now. We're really focusing on um, taking the message of the youth to a global level. Um, there's been teens in Switzerland, Thailand, Malawi, um, across uh, America doing um, conferences, doing uh, some talks, just really uh, spreading the message. It's becoming, uh, the youth ministry is becoming a youth-led ministry, which is very exciting. It's no longer um, in the hands of ministers or volunteers or practitioners. Um, so it's really more empowering for teens to learn from other teens, and that's self-perpetuating and bringing a greater... Um, Sorry, I lost my train of thought there. It's a great uh, way to spread that message out to the greater community. Vision. Um, our vision right now is just really focusing on um, helping the teens, like I said, realize that camp is all around. Um, and, yeah, just, I don't know, bringing a broader sense of the teens and youth to the world because it's been very adult-based and 
for a long time. And so our vision right now is to be out there and to be voiced. And it's really exciting to see it happen. So you've been involved. You've been, you guys have been going to camp since you were like junior high students. So that's going on six, eight, maybe 10 years. <laughs> that's a long time. A lot has changed. And um, I was listening into one of the conversations that John Waterhouse had. Uh, he is the president of Centers for Spiritual Living. So he's kind of like the operational head of our organization and takes care of the day-to-day -day matters and whatnot. And uh, he has his church in uh, North Carolina, and he's just a, a powerful light in our organization. And he does a, a call that ministers can call into. And... What I heard was, uh, what I see happening and what I heard was a lot of uh, growth and expansion in the kinds of topics you guys cover at camp. Can, can you talk a little bit about sort of, of what some of the things you're getting into and talking about and, and, and using our, the spiritual teachings to, to lead the way with there? Um. It's really interesting, actually. I just got back from winter workshop planning, which is uh, for our planning for our winter camp that happens for us in March. Um, so just a, it's a four-day weekend where we basically our teen group and whoever else, all the other teen groups, if there is some, uh, come together and we just spend a whole weekend doing workshops and spiritual growth. Um, so I just got back from that, and we talked a lot about um, gender issues and gender neutrality and all the all the social norms and we're really bringing that up to the youth and showing them that it's not something that we should be pushing away and hiding that I mean we have people in our youth um, congregation that really don't know what gender is or what masculine energy is or what feminine energy is or um, all those things. So we're really bringing them up to the surface and sexuality and everything because it's, it's been really pushed down. Um, so it's been something that we've been trying to raise up but in a spiritual way. See that it can be a peaceful thing, a happy thing, a natural thing, and um, a loving thing. And that it's self-discovery. You don't have, just because you're born a woman doesn't mean you have to live in that feminine nature all the time. Just because you're born a man doesn't mean you have to be living in the masculine nature all the time. So that's something we talked about a lot that weekend. A lot of other topics that we cover um, is how tools to um, overcome, deal, uh, move through grief. Um, there's been a lot of that topic in the last couple of years in our uh, community. Um, also things like self-awareness, self-appreciation, self-love, um, having that confidence to go and make new friends if you're shy, uh, things like that, confidence, um, really just self-expression, self-learning, and discovery, what we're really focusing on. I heard there was a little bit of interfaith work happening at the last summer camp. Can you talk about that? Yes, we uh, had our first uh, interfaith camp last year. Uh, it's very exciting. We had a Buddhist. We had a couple of Christians, um, Muslim. Who else did we have? An atheist. An atheist. Yes, it was um, <laughs> an array of uh, faiths. It was a very inspirational and learning experience. We had them um, talk for a night. It was all about interfaith. 
They um, talked about what they believe personally and how they see themselves out in the world and how they interact with other faiths. And then we had a drumming night and everyone had drums or musical instruments and we all just jammed <laughs> together. Um, kind of a, a mesh of um, interconnectedness. Do you want to say anything about that? Um, I personally wasn't part of the planning for that, but seeing it as just as a teen at camp this year was amazing to see how similar so many religions are. And there's a lot of stereotypes that we've heard or witnessed just because we've met us a certain person that isn't how we might want to see that religion. Um, so it was really interesting to see that there's teens out there that are living in the very same similar way that we are, just in a different religion. Sounds powerful. Sounds very powerful. Can you talk a little bit about some of the projects that you're currently working on or that you're really personally involved with or the things, Randy, that you have done in your tenor as an ambassador and a global youth messenger? Uh, currently, we are creating a spiritual living radio network. That's what it's called. I figured that out during the break between services. Um, <laughs> and that's basically just going to be a 24-hour network where the teens and young adults have 75 minutes of that time right now. Um, it hasn't actually been kicked off, so don't go looking on the web, on the internet for it yet. But um, it's going to be a time where there's guided meditations and um, spiritual poems, um, songs and music that's really just all centered around growing spiritually and this loving community that we have. Um, so it's, that's pretty exciting. That's one of the things we're working on um, growing right now. And another thing, like I said, I just got back from winter camp workshop planning, so that's exciting, creating a camp where people can come to and learn and grow. Um, that's happening in four different regions in uh, the States and here in Canada as well. Um, another thing we're working on, my personal team, the ambassadors, um, we work on the newsletter, which is on csltines.net. Uh, it's basically just a newsletter that goes out and tells the teens what's going on. This uh, newsletter that's coming up in December um, is all focused around winter camp. So just talking about what it is, what you can learn from it, and why you should come. So yeah, that's one of the main things I'm working on this week, actually. Um, there's been quite a different amount of projects I've been um, a part of in the past three years, just almost too many to count. But um, one is the CSL.net. Um, I was a big part in um, creating that website, the newsletter. Um, it's a very exciting thing. It's a Bi-quarterly? Yeah, bi quarterly Bi-quarterly uh, <laughs> newsletter. So it's coming out in December. It's very exciting. Um, last year, uh, most of my efforts went into what is called a toolkit. And this will be sent internationally. It's for um, every center, every teen group, uh, how to start a teen group and how to um, further continue a teen group, grow it, make it stronger. Uh, that took about eight months um, with myself and two other um, members of the Global Youth Messengers, and so that's um, one of the biggest and most proud um, projects that I was a part of. Um, I did lots of little things, like um, on the calls with John Waterhouse, um, we started a lot of social networking. Um, we had a YouTube channel 
which is uh, very exciting. We put various talks up of if any of the teens did some or um, just expressions of their selves, if there's music or whatnot. Uh, just another uh, outsource for teens to find like-minded teens. Um, so we have Facebook, we have the website, things like that. Busy. Very busy. Very busy for someone going to university and uh, getting on in life. That's incredible. Can you tell us a little bit because because you have been so involved and you've been in you've been come through teen group, and as they say, you can come no other way. Um, and talk about the impact that being in teen group and then stepping into a leadership role and having this teaching a part of your life. Can you talk about the impact that that has had on you personally in your life? So I've been going to teen group since 2007. So since I was 12. So that's been seven years now. Um, before that, I, hadn't, I had been in the teaching since I was like four or five, but I hadn't really brought it into my life. And I know my parents had been practicing it, but I was like, what is this? I don't really get it. So teen group really brought it to my life and helped me apply all the teachings and all the principles to my life, like the law of attraction. I learned that I could do a treatment before a test in school and... I'd come out with way better results than if I didn't do a treatment at school. So that's one of the things that really, one small thing that helped me out through, um, through my years. Um, but teen group and this church and this teaching is my entire life now. Um, it helped me realize who I want to be, what I want to do in my life. Um, I was always called the little helper when I was a kid. And like my parents would be like, oh, you're my, you're my little helper. And I'm like, yeah, okay. Um, but when I got older, I realized that I actually really love to help people. And that's one of my passions. And that's one of the things that camps and youth groups helped me realize. Um, I was voted in as co-director in 2012 for our winter camp here. And that really sort of opened my eyes. I was like, oh. I'm, I'm a leader now. Oh my gosh. Okay, what do I do now? I have to lead a whole camp. Um, but then I, I stepped into the role and I realized that I am a leader and that that's one of my passions. So really this, this youth group and this teaching and these camps have made me a leader and made me realize that I can take on these roles and that I am strong and that I am enough and that I am worthy of doing these things. Um, it's it's been a supportive group for me. I've cried countless times. I've, I don't know, thousands of times in this church I've cried. And every time it's such a growing experience and such a beautiful experience. So I bless every day and I'm so grateful for everything that I've learned here. Yes, yes. Wonderful. Um, I also have been going uh, to the teen group since I was 12. And... Um, Going through that um, with so many incredible people uh, was really transforming. Um, I know before I started this teaching and the teen group, my home life wasn't as good as it could possibly be. And after going through the teen group, um, learning different skills, strategies, and learning new ways to love, I can proudly say that my parents are two of my best friends. And my life would not be the same without them. And they're here, so now I'm tearing up. <laughs> so I'm very grateful for them. 
and um, the friendships that I've made, the relationships that I've uh, made, and um, going through the teen group, uh, becoming the person that I am has been really incredible and learning from the most incredible leaders, Sandra and Connie being two of the most incredible women uh, standing here uh, following in their footsteps and the other advisors here, Reverend Catherine has been an incredible, incredible leader as well. And so um, watching um, younger teens like Saskia um, going through the same process was really gratifying and knowing that they're making their own way in their path and um, spreading the most kind words and empowering actions out into the community. I have the utmost gratitude for everyone that is here going through that. And um, leadership-wise, I didn't think that I would be able to um, step into the positions that I have been. As of right now, I've been uh, serving on the Board of Trustees for about a year now, learning and growing, and it's been an incredible experience. And without uh, the support of my teen group, I didn't think I was capable or worthy to do so, and now I'm on the board, and um, it's an incredible learning experience, and I'm loving every minute of it. Yes, wonderful, hey? And that's our board of trustees for our center that, that Randy is referring to. So that's, that's really wonderful having that youth perspective in the leadership of our very center. So tell me about, because this one really uh, it, it, it caught my curiosity and, and, uh, and whatnot. The theme at camp this year and for winter camp is there's no, well, tell us about it and, and tell us how it kind of has unfolded and, and, and what you did with it, yeah. Okay, so the theme for the past summer camp and for this coming up winter camp is there's no place like home. So, you know, you've heard the saying, there's no place like home. Well, we really took that, or I didn't, but, you know, she did and a few other amazing <laughs> people did, um, took that and created the no, there's no place like home. So it's really just realizing that home is where the heart is, if you want to be cheesy about it, um, and knowing that you can bring yourself back to your heart place, your home, no matter where you are. And we took OM and it really helped us, especially at summer camp, which I'll let uh, Randy explain how it helped us. But at summer camp this year, we OMed like constantly. It was just something that brought us really back to our peace and to our center. And um, if, you know, if, if you're far away from home, your regular home, you can just ohm, and it'll bring you right back to that place. So I learned that anyways. <laughs> right, to uh, build upon what Saskia was saying, um, our camp is in Buckwild. Uh, Buckwild. Uh, Buck <laughs> it's wild, Buckhorn. but it's Buckhorn. <laughs> it was wild last summer. Buckhorn, Idlewild, California. And up there, it's just dry mountains. And so there was a uh, wildfire. And so 350 of us had to be evacuated on two buses down into a Red Cross Evacuation Center. And so it was a little chaotic for a while. And uh, there was a lot of emotions running high. There was uncertainty. But um, all we had to do was ohm. And that brought everything that was up here back down. And it was an incredible experience mm. to watch. And it was such a learning experience to see so many teens who had no idea where they were going to sleep or eat 
we had pizza for three days straight. <laughs> and um, it was a really great experience to watch the, the power and the, uh, the meaning of OM come into action. Wow, powerful. So just in closing, before I let you go, could you each share with us your, your dream for youth, youth at our center and maybe even beyond? Tell us what, what your biggest vision and dream is for youth. For sure. Um, my vision for this teen group here is to continue to grow, uh, create more um, lasting relationships, um, to learn and um, experience this center and these teachings and um, put it more into their lives and create a better experience for themselves. I, I hope for them to step into more leadership roles. Um, the uh, co-directors for the winter camp, that's a great start. Um, I'm so glad that Saskia stepped into the international team. It's very exciting. And um, furthermore, that assists and um, promotes to step into even bigger roles into the, com- into the spiritual community. So that is my vision. Um, mine's, mine's pretty similar. Um, I really have realized that I have grown and loved to step further into this community, and I just my vision is to see that other teens feel that way too, and that they want to be here, and that they want to incorporate this into their lives um, in every aspect of their lives, school, relationships, with their family, uh, with work. Um, I want to see that, and I I do see it already, but I want to see it grow, and I want to see more teens, and I want to see everyone just coming together, because when I started Teen Group, it was this huge group of amazing people, and I was awestruck. I was like, oh my gosh, okay, this is something amazing. Um, And it's still that way, and I just hope to see it grow even more um, from what it is, and... Yeah, I just, I, th- I think it's, it's an amazing opportunity for teens to grow. And I, I've been told many times, I'm like, people are like, oh, I wish I had that when I was a teen. Well, now if you know a teen, we have it here, and then we want to see them. So, yeah. Great. Thank you so very much. You've inspired us all. Thank you. Don't you think we're in good hands? Is our future not... Yes, assured when we have such wonderful brilliance stepping into leadership at our own center and, and, and going out into the world beyond. But of course, um, as they are evolving and as this spiritual revolution with our youth is happening, there, are, there is an army, a literal army of youth advisors standing behind all of these youth and these teens, taking care of the details and ensuring that all of these dreams and visions do have the legs on which to stand. And so I'm going to ask Sandra Gibbs, who is our coordinator for the teen program, to say a few words about her experience as a parent and an advisor. So there you go. Thank you, Sandra. Good morning. Um, The teen group here began, I believe, in 1999, and I had two uh, of my kids were teens at that point, and we were looking for something for them, so they came and loved it and embraced it and moved all the way through the program. My third child also went through, and they would come home every week from um, teen group um, telling me some fun workshops they'd done. Uh, I saw lots of growth, lots of smiles. 
the biggest things were the camps. Um, they came home from summer camp always um, transformed. I've often commented that my oldest child, we thought we picked the wrong child up from the airport. He was so different. It was, it was amazing and it stuck and it lasted and all of my children have grown. Um, my oldest two are adults now and um, I get lots and lots of compliments about how wonderful my children are and I credit lots of that to the teen group. It really, really impacted them. And our family has um, been able to grow and talk the same talk and um, we all believe the same things and it's, it's been powerful. As my children were coming home from each of these things, I kept thinking that I wanted some of that for me, just as Reverend Connie had mentioned. And so I started becoming an advisor, um, I don't know, four or five years ago. And then this spring, um, I had the opportunity to step into the, the lead role. And um, I found it a, a great opportunity for myself to continue to deepen. It's one thing to know it for yourself, but then to be able to turn it into a workshop or a game or a, whatever the activity is for the youth and to help them to be empowered um, has been a whole other level of learning for me that's really helped me even further deepen. So it's been a, a, a wonderful opportunity. and. Um, and again, as the girls have said, I invite anybody with a teen, you're always welcome. We meet on Sunday nights, um, the first, second, and third, sorry, first, second, and fourth Sundays. The third Sunday, we invite the kids to come and be part of this, the church. So um, it's at 6.30, and everyone is welcome. Thank you. So like the banner says, something wonderful is happening, and if you just show up on Sunday mornings, you miss it. There is something wonderful happening a lot around here. And so jumping off the theme of there's no place like Ohm, I'm going to ask Anna Beaumont to join us on the platform and lead us in a little bit of Ohming. Thank you, Anna. Join me and we will Ohm together for a minute or so. Om. 
It works, doesn't it? Just like they said it would. And so as we rest in this space, I want to also acknowledge before I finish off here this morning that this is the Remembrance Day weekend and to encourage each of you in your own way to express your gratitude and appreciation for those who have served our country, past and present, who have given of their lives and, uh, and been in service to, to serve, to protect, to search and to rescue on our behalf over the years. And to express that appreciation in this moment, I was just wondering if, if anyone has ever served in the military, in the armed forces for any country at all, could they please stand? Thank you. Stay standing. Stay standing, please. If you have been the parent, the spouse, or the child of someone who has served, could you please stand up? And that would include me as well. Yes. Families have a unique way of supporting those who serve. And for the rest of you, if you have known personally someone who has served in the military past or present, could you please stand? Mm. That, that's almost all of us. You may be seated. Thank you. So we know, we know the gift that these people have given us. And they are the ones by their choices and by their actions and by their decision and willingness to serve, regardless of the consciousness operating through them at the time, and we know that consciousness is forever evolving and we never want to see anybody need to go to war. But it is because of the actions and the decisions that people made on our behalf before we were, some of us, even walking on the planet that their decisions have given us the space to meet and to collect and to gather here, to value ourselves, to have the freedom to be risk-takers, to be self-reliant, to be free from stress and anxiety, to live in peace, to be able to celebrate in the way of our choosing our present moments, to be able to experience a lifetime of wellness, to be creative and to express that, to fulfill our higher needs of truth, beauty, aesthetic appreciation, goodness, and spiritual awakening, and to be able to fulfill and feel our sense of purpose in this world. It is because of those who have gone before us that we get to enjoy and experience this as our life at the level of our belief and our choosing. So I do encourage you to wear your poppy and express your gratitude and appreciation this day. And so I would like to just take a moment of silence today, even though I know tomorrow is the actual day, but to take a moment of silence to reflect on the gifts that we have received and to extend our love and compassion to those who have and continue to serve. So we'll begin our minute right now.
Thank you. Thank you for joining in consciousness and thank you for being here today. Namaste.